Huff my farts, do 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 do. Huff my farts, do 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 do. Huff my farts, do 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 do. Huff my farts. It's Radio Free Tote Bag, and I'm Arthur. Oh man, and I'm Donovan. Welcome to this <laughs> show about relationships. <laughs> Arthur, it's good to know in kind of an era where there is so many pundits just spewing sensationalist garbage over the airwaves that people can turn to our fine podcast for high-level discourse like what we just heard. Truly elevated content we produce over here at Radio Free Tote Bag. We are a light in the dark that is the rest of the world. Our light is generated by the Huff My Farts song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's How really are nice. You- it's really nice because uh, farts is assonant with sharks. It's got that R sound in the middle. It's got that little, like, chocolatey loop. There we go. Damn. We, we not only bring you the magic, we bring you the science behind the magic. That's true. Chocolatey loop could also be a butthole. So how have you been? Oh, okay. How have you been, Donovan? <laughs> I'm good, partner. I had a pretty good weekend. I got to check out this kind of interactive art exhibit here. Called the Other World Experience. Hmm. Something at the fairgrounds. You're able to go in. There's all these rooms with different interactive art exhibits, like a like a pile of goop that you put your hands into gloves and interact with. And there's like a microphone in there, so you hear all the squelching. Hmm. And uh, yeah, also that little fairy thing I took a picture with that mm-hmm. uh, seemed to get people into the question box this week. So. <laughs> Excited for that. Excited yeah. for that. How you been uh, doing? Uh man, I've been okay. Uh just out here living this unemployed life, uh playing an absurd amount of Battlefield 5. Woo! As of uh when y'all are listening to this if you're listening on the day that it come out, Tides of War number 2 started yesterday. So get out there and get your cosmetics and your new weapons and shit, everybody. Yeah. This is now a video game podcast. It's been a video yeah. game podcast the entire time. You're not wrong. I think we've had a lot of uh analogizing relationships to, uh, you know, getting along with your teammates in a competitive round of Overwatch. It, it terms that everybody can relate to. Yeah, infidelity is like when you're pushing the payload and your tracer goes off chasing the wrecking ball to get a kill that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, they really got to win your trust back if that's going to work at all, and oftentimes it's just not possible because yeah. the game is lost. And that alt's really hard to land if you're tracer. <laughs> also, also that. <laughs> well, hey. How about uh, how about we get into some questions this week? Because I'm excited to get to this question box that uh, I wouldn't hate that I that. mentioned is is very full. All right, let's fucking let's do it. Hey, uh, hey, Donovan. <laughs> What's up? My F28 husband M27 of almost three years is a Bigfoot fanatic, and I have some serious concerns. Buckle Me in. This, this is kind of a long one. Back, you better get ready for this. <laughs> I don't know how precisely my husband got into this. He has developed a shit ton of weird beliefs he never used to have, but the main thing is his fucking Bigfoot obsession. I don't even mean just armchair internet research, although there's plenty of that too, but he actually goes out into the woods hunting for Bigfoot. Unfortunately, we live in a state with plenty of quote-unquote sightings. This This fuels his determination. It also gets extremely cold at night here, teens and single digits sometimes snow and he's out in a tent for days with no wilderness experience he barely communicates me with me during this either he takes his phone but usually doesn't check it i'm left becoming more and more anxious the whole time he's gone he gets completely into his own head and is too focused on all his camera equipment that's the other thing he's spending all this money on high-tech recording devices shit people sell online that they claim will attract bigfoot cryptid identification guides whatever He's taken to doing this nearly every weekend, sometimes missing a Monday of work because he quote-unquote lost track of time. One time he got lost for three days, and park rangers found him miles away from our area with no idea how he'd gotten that far. I've tried to get him to stop doing this, at least the overnight trips, but he can't be reasoned with. He's obsessed with finding Bigfoot and catching it on camera. It's like it's become the whole purpose of his life. He doesn't get my worries. He blows off any concern he could run into a bear, get stuck in a blizzard and freeze to death, get injured or caught in a hunter's trap, not bring enough food, get lost, 
and not be found by park rangers this time. There are so many things that could go wrong. He's already come home with frostbite on his toes more than once. I'm frankly surprised a serious accident hasn't befallen him yet. Like I said, he doesn't have any prior experience with hiking or camping in winter conditions like this. He just says I'm being dramatic by assuming the worst, but he acts like the worst isn't even in the realm of possibilities. So I don't know how to get him to take safety seriously if he insists on these trips. That aside, I still don't know how to deal with the whole Bigfoot thing. I wouldn't care if he simply believed it existed. That wouldn't affect our lives. But the level of addiction to web forums about cryptids and buying bogus Bigfoot lores means even if he's stopped going out, it'd still be taking over his life. Probably more than half of what he talks about, with a good amount of the rest being all manner of equally ridiculous ideas and conspiracy theories. Has anyone encountered this problem with a loved one? Did anything get through to them? I'm so sick about being constantly worried about him. LDR, husband has become a Bigfoot hunter, making weekend hikes into the woods and mountains with camera gear. Winters can get very rough here and he has no camping experience. He's single-mindedly controlled by his Bigfoot obsession to the point he doesn't acknowledge my safety concerns. And that was posted by Unlikely Indication 6. Oh my God. Can I, can I say <laughs> right? first off, dude? It's it's 2019. Uh-huh. I I understand like the cultural kind of origin of cryptids and dragons and that sort of thing. Like back in the days when people thought that you know lightning was like screams from a god or something along those lines. <laughs> sure. Every, like every fucking person on the planet has a pretty high resolution camera at this point. There are satellites that can like resolve the ground uh to like a couple of feet. Oh, they can, How do people they, still can, believe in this shit? Right. With uh current satellite technology, at least this was like I remember hearing about this in the 90s. Um they can read the brand on a pack of cigarettes from a satellite. Yeah, that's that's fucking wild. And so how like I don't know, man. Maybe some deep ocean shit. There's definitely things out there, yeah, you know, that we don't know about. But uh, I'm, I'm fairly confident that there's not like a giant ape man, you know, walking around Colorado somewhere. Yeah, I'm thinking we would have found the skunk ape by now. D- definitely. On the other hand, you know, this stuff it's fun. I I used to read uh, a whole series called Weird U.S. on, like, local legends oh, and shit. Yeah. Like the Loveland Frogman from our hometown. Oh, yeah. And uh, Loveland, Ohio. Uh, but you there's, know what? There's... Hold on. Let me check the weather. It's only 25 out right now. I could I could just fucking get a tent and go fucking hide out by the river, <laughs> watch for the Frogman. Why not? Fuck yeah, it. Yeah. This is no longer a relationship podcast. This is a Frogman hunting podcast. <laughs> But no, man, I'm just saying there's nothing wrong with kind of being into that. It's fun to read about. It's interesting. The the kind of border where it gets into weird territory is when people, I think as she put it, it's an obsession. Yeah. And you see those people online and interviewed on documentaries and stuff. And while that's kind of like funny to, you know, the person observing it, like these people are nuts, That that's a person. And that's very likely something mentally wrong going on there Possibly. you know if you're like this guy and you are so invested in this that you've you've been lost for several days you had frostbite and then you're just like no it's no big deal like dude you almost died <laughs> what <laughs> are you doing die. what's happening it's just it's he he's he's a little separated from reality now yeah and man i want to know what these other conspiracy theories and equally ridiculous ideas are I'd, I'd be interested in, in too, and how has this always been going on? Has he doubled down on this recently? Like, what does his trajectory look like here? <laughs> Did um, he have a railroad spike driven through his skull and it hit his amygdala or whatever? And yeah, and then he, his became, behavior? he became obsessed with Bigfoot. Yeah, um, he's Phineas Gage or some shit. But but regardless, you got to address this, like the mental health issue that it, that it is. You know, this is causing him physical harm. He's, I mean, given how much time it sounds like he's putting into this, he's probably neglecting some of his responsibilities and he's stressing his relationship with you. So I think you need to approach that the same way that you would, you know, some serious depression or maybe like an onset of schizophrenia or something or, like or that. Or like an addiction. You know, you could approach it with like an intervention. You get all the people together and you go, listen, honey, we love you. And we're here because you got lost in the woods for three days looking for fucking Bigfoot. 
But you spent our fucking retirement fund on Bigfoot bait. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I, I think an angle like that might be good. I think talking first yourself, like if he's not responding to this at all when you confront him, if he is dismissing all of your concerns, maybe speaking to a doctor and be like, this is what is going on. Can you help me with this? Like, can you point me in the right direction? Is there anything you can do? Uh, cause he's not responding at all to like me trying to reach out. Um, but yeah, the, the main goal kind of being to you get him into some sort of treatment for this, or at least get him to recognize that what he's doing is unhealthy. Right. I, I mean, you, you can't miss work cause you're looking for Bigfoot. No, like you can't like you fucking frostbite, dude. <laughs> it's fucked up. At the, at the bare minimum i think you confront them with two worries first the financial and time sink that it is Mm -hmm. and two the safety and you know at the very least see if you can get them to scale back a little bit on this um maybe promise you know not to be missing work and then if he's insisting on doing this like get him to go do some sort of training like get some fucking outdoors experience so that he doesn't freeze to death you know looking for a fucking sam squanch I was hoping we would say Sam Squanch at some point. I had I had to get it in there. <laughs> you had to load it up. Sam Squanch. <laughs> have you heard uh, the term Gigantopithecus? I have not. What, what's that? Bigfoot proponents Grover Krantz and Jeffrey H. Bourne believe that Bigfoot could be a relict population of Gigantopithecus. Oh, so wasn't that the uh, one of like the ancestral hominid species was like a giant kind of ape man? Yeah, an extinct Basically genus of like... ape that existed from perhaps 9 million to as recently as 100,000 years ago at the same period that Homo erectus would have been dispersed in what is now India, Vietnam, China, and Indonesia, placing Gigantopithecus in the same time frame and geological location as several hominid species. It, it, which, by the way, like these theories that are kind of like, oh, you know, it's it's a relic of the past. So are they fucking immortal? Because there's no way that, like, if there were enough of these massive ape creatures to sustain a population, like, from way the fuck back then to now, somebody would have noticed one of these and, like, not just have a fucking grainy photo. You get like, heated. I love it. Yeah, you, you would have come across one. I don't know, man. I, I, I get a little bit heated about this. this. This falls in that whole kind of pseudoscience category with yeah. fucking, like, essential oils are in there. Sure. And Bigfoots and shit and, like, fundamentalist religion and all of that just drives me fucking nuts. Right. Here we are taking a stand against essential oils. We're taking a stand. <laughs> Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot. <laughs> and Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus. <laughs> uh, but you fucking feel me, though. And like I she's do. mentioning, the people who are selling bait and stuff, like, there are so many grifters yeah, in these fucking circles that probably make a lot of money basically preying on crazy people. And that's yeah. really depressing to me. Yeah, that sucks ass. Not a big fan so, of that. No, so not great. In- including your poor, you know, fucking husband here. Yeah, so just yeah. to reiterate, I think at the very least, keep talking about the safety aspect see if you can get him to do something about that so at least he doesn't fucking die yeah uh but if he keeps if he keeps disregarding your your worries and like keeps putting all this time into this shit you you gotta seek some sort of medical help here and i don't know enough about that you know of of what that looks like but definitely bring in a professional talk to talk to somebody see what they say see what can be done organize an intervention that's where i am you can do that too or or Intervention, uh, but your one of your friends comes in in a Bigfoot costume, a very convincing one, and they're like, "There you go, you found, found him. him." He takes a couple pictures with him, and uh, put him up on Insta. There you go, he's done. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I love that. Yeah, I mean, good luck to this person. All joking aside, because this is kind of objectively funny. It's fucking tough, you know. Definitely difficult situation. Obsessions, obsessions can be very spooky, especially if right. about the yeti. Obsession about the yeti, yeti. Uh, I got nothing there. All right, hey, uh, I got good news. I oh, think, yeah? Uh, yeah, I think the picture I posted of me as a fairy from this art exhibit I went to. Uh, I think that drew a lot of question askers in because we got three questions from our anonymous question box this week. Asking all the questions. 
Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Us who? Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Us who? Uh, to new listeners, and perhaps, uh, you know, listeners who've been with us for a while, in case you forgot, we got our anonymous question box. You can find the link to this anonymous question box on our uh, social media, on our website, or in my Instagram bio. I don't know. Look at any of our pages. And uh, the whole deal is you can type your question in, send it to us. We'll read it on the show. It's anonymous. You don't have to make an account. And uh, it's a pretty great time. So, as I said, we got three this week, and here's the first one. So I recently had someone I was dating tell me that they didn't see us going further. In case I'm being too vague, he was dumping me. Or whatever it is when you're not officially dating yet. He was polite, and I appreciated his honesty. So, while we haven't really talked since then, I feel like we ended on good terms. So this is my question for you guys. In a situation like this, do you think it's a good idea to ask why they're not interested anymore? I didn't in the moment, and sometimes I kind of regret that. I'm curious. Maybe I'm doing something super weird and off-putting that I should know about. A lot of the time, though, I think it probably wouldn't be healthy for me to know, because I'd probably feel like I should change whatever it is, and why should I change for a guy that isn't even into me, you know? Mm. Also, it might be something completely unrelated to me. Anyways, what do you guys think? Well, I recently... Not super recently, because I've been in a relationship since November, but uh, before that I was dating uh, this guy, and we went on a couple dates, and he was a nice enough dude, and we fooled around a little bit, and then he hit me up one time, and I was just like, yeah, I don't know, yeah, I don't think, I don't think this is, I don't think this is anything, and uh, if he would have asked me what the issue was I wouldn't have been able to give him a satisfying answer just wasn't it wasn't clicking it wasn't you know syncing up we weren't meshing Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's not a satisfying answer I don't think you're going to get a satisfying answer out of somebody if you're in the pre-dating period yeah yeah I I, I don't either I also think that kind of chasing after that um you know, especially if they've kind of given you a half reason. I think digging into that further, you're going to end up getting hurt or it's just going to be kind of, uh, you know, kind of an unpleasant situation overall. Um, but I think it also depends on what kind of situation this is. Like if this is somebody you're still friends with, if it didn't add in bad terms, you know, you, you could bring that up and be like, hey, you know, what, what happened there? Uh but you need to be prepared to one, you know, get an answer you might not like, or two, get an unsatisfying answer. Cause like the last thing you want to do is just keep digging into that. And like, that wasn't, that wasn't enough an answer. I wonder what it really was. And then you just get obsessed with it. And you know, you're, you're thinking too much about this. You're getting yourself worked up and you make them feel uncomfortable. Um, then you, you don't want to go down there, especially if this has already ended and there's not really going to be anything beneficial coming out of that. Right. Yeah, I don't think he's either he's not going to have anything for you or what he has for you is going to be super hurtful. I don't think it's worth going to dig in. For sure. Because uh, I think it's probably unlikely you're doing something weird and off-putting, first of all. Yeah. Uh, and as, as you know, our asker mentions in here, I don't, I don't think it's going to be some specific thing like... Uh, I didn't like that shirt that you always wear that has like Hitler's face on it. And you could be like, I don't really like that shirt that much. I can, I can toss that. Yeah. You know, it's, and again, as you said, you, sh- you shouldn't be changing for this person. Um, so yeah, and it's either going to be that, or it's just going to be something situational to them. And maybe that gives you peace of mind to hear that. But again, like, is that really, you know, kind of worth rolling the dice and, and taking the risk on this? I'm st- I'm stuck on Hitler shirt. <laughs> I don't know why that's the first thing that came to my mind. I'm all the way back. Would it be a whole bunch of Hitler prints? Like, would it be like a Hitler print of like a bunch of his faces, or like a Che Guevara T-shirt where it's just like his face in the middle in like? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All, all of them are bad. Yeah. And that's yeah, why dog. you you know you could lose that shirt, and then you know potentially your dating life would improve. Yep, lose the Hitler uh, shirt. Yeah. 
But I did have kind of a real point there. Like, you feel me? It's it's not going to be, like, one specific thing that you could just kind of lose, you know? Right. It'll either be something really vague or something fundamental about you that's not your fault and not really a problem. Right. And then if you're the kind of person to have anxiety, something that, you know, would not be a problem in general, you may become aware of and then start acting weird about it or, like worry about that on other dates and then you're kind of acting differently than yourself and that, that's I don't know that's just not that's not worth it not worth it so don't even worry about it man you're good yeah I, I, I'm with you there I think just leave it and uh you know if it did it on good terms maybe maybe you know try to talk to him and, and maintain a friendship uh you know cause it, it, this wasn't a drawn out relationship where shit got bad or something so All right. But that's that's kind of up to you. Yeah, I think you're good. Hey, what do you uh, so what do you what do you weigh? Yeah, what do you weigh? What do you what what do you what do you think about uh, going to this uh, next question there? Oh yeah. <laughs> Any advice on asking out a friend? I met someone very recently. We're seeming to really hit it off. We're part of a small friend group, but we spend more time with each other than with anyone else in the group. We're pretty clearly only friends at the moment. But I have developed some feelings for her. We spend a lot of time alone together. We make each other laugh, and we are able to open up. So I feel that there's dating potential. Disclaimer. She's a bit of a tough read. I honestly can't tell if she's interested in me, or if she just sees me as a good friend. As you might imagine, I don't want to ruin that friendship by making her uncomfortable in any way. I've dropped hints about how I feel, but have only received ambiguous replies back. Because we joke a lot, it's hard to tell if she flirts with me or not. Living in this state of uncertainty makes me feel a bit creepy, as every encounter is becoming more and more about reading her intentions and less about being together. With this in mind, I'd like to make a choice. Either tell her how I feel, or drop it and just be friends. Any advice on how to talk to her about my feelings without ruining a relatively new but important friendship? Hmm. I think I think you do bring this up. Oh, yeah. And tell her how you feel. You, you, yeah. You keep going out together. You know, so there's clearly an interest there that's outside of just you being part of the same friend group. And if you dro- if you just kind of drop it to keep the friendship normal, like like that's cool. But maybe she's India and you, you you missed out on something here. Yeah. Um. So I think you let her know. I think maybe you go out a couple more times and kind of keep getting just a sense for how things are going. Uh. You know, but if you're still having a good time, you're talking, she seems interested, I'd, I'd feel like you'd just be out at some point and be like, hey, like, I'm really into you. Like, how do you feel about me? And, mm-hmm. and maybe a little better wording than that and just see what she says. Yeah. The key point, though, is going to be if she's not into it, you got to chill the fuck out right there if you don't want to fuck friendship. Up. Instantly. Exactly. So don't. Don't kind of double. Don't get too obsessive or invested in this before anything happens. Keep it. Keep it cool. Which and, is, which you know, is why you got to do it soon. Because if you let it fester and you let this thing grow, then you're going to get all fucked up about it before you ask her. You got to, you got to, you know, hey, uh, this is something that I've definitely learned. Um, if you want to date somebody, let them fucking know before shit, you know, goes a different direction. That's that's true. No, that's a very good point. I kind of take back then going out uh, kind of several times and getting the read. I feel like you already kind of have the read here. So maybe oh, yeah. make, ask her in... out to do something specifically. Ask her to go get a drink or something with just you guys. Hang for a bit and then kind of ask her about it. Yeah. Or just fucking, oh man, if you want to fucking go full out, you just lean in for that kiss. Damn. Boom. And uh, that's, 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 that's also an option. It kind of depends... Uh, how smooth you think you could play it? Yeah, if you're um, if you are an operator, go for that. If uh, if you're like me, <laughs> ask him. <laughs> and and me, yeah. But again, if if there, it's not reciprocated, you gotta drop it right then. Uh, otherwise, that's when it's gonna get weird. That's when she's gonna get uncomfortable. So if she says, "Oh, not really," be like, "Hey, you know, no worries. Uh, I just felt that way and wanted to ask you, but I really liked hanging out with you, and uh, let's let's keep doing that." Yeah. I oh I really enjoy spending time with you. Oh, oh, it's such a good line. <laughs> Smooth, yeah. me apparently. 
<laughs> with that line. <laughs> but I think that's a good approach. I don't know. It's it's it, it very direct. You do like spending time with her, just kind of say that, and but let her know like that's fine. Uh, but you still, you know, you, you still want to be staying friends. Just don't yes. be the guy who's like, oh, like maybe I'll win her over and then fucking double down on this and start acting differently towards her because that's going to fuck up your friendship. Not a great place to be. I will also say if you do and she says no, there may be a little period of her kind of backing off a bit. Got to give her that space. Yeah. So make sure you're doing that too. And you're not like, things are different now. Oh, God. And start freaking out and like pushing at it really hard. If she says no, make sure you take that little bit of time because she may... You know, be a little put off for a little bit. But if you kind of demonstrate that you're not going to be weird about this and it's fine with you, then everything's going to be all right. Definitely. But definitely don't drop it and just be friends, dude. You're going to be kicking yourself in the fucking ass if you do that. Yeah. Then you might, you'll be at her wedding and just be like, ugh. Ugh. You missed 69% of the shots you don't take, baby. (laughs) Wayne Gretzky. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You got this, though. Yeah, I think you're in a good position. Because uh, yeah. you're, I mean, okay. Anytime, like, okay. So anytime two people of compatible sexualities, i.e. Uh, a straight man, a straight woman, gay man, gay man, gay woman, gay woman, blah, 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 blah. Anytime you're spending time alone together, to me, indicates that the door might be open. Doesn't mean that it is. It indicates the door might be open. And if you're starting to have feelings, you got to fucking shoot your shot. Yeah, before it gets before it gets drawn out. Yeah, before you get too so. in your head about it, and before before other things start to congeal. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I I've had a number of of uh, people in my life that uh, friends with them for a long time, and then I go, "Hey, what about this?" And they go, "Oh, I think of you like a brother." Fuck! <laughs> don't don't. Don't become the brother, but you can become the brother after if it doesn't work out, if they're not into it. Yeah, be be cool with that as a potential, but don't, you know, keep keep the land for too long. Um, but it just just from the reading your question, spending a lot of time alone together, you're kind of opening up and like getting to know each other for real. That's a good sign. And somebody who's not at least like a little bit interested in you probably probably <laughs> wouldn't be doing that. True that. But you got this. You got this. And, You're in great uh, shape. We believe in you. And hey, if it works out, please uh, update us in the question box so we can have a little little celebration. It'll be great. That would kick ass. I have a sneeze Hell coming. Yeah. I'm going to look at a light. I'm leaving all this in. Oh, no. Come on. Come on, sneeze. Don't go. Oh, no. Oh, God. It's going to be trapped in there. <laughs> That's what's going to happen if you don't ask this girl out. You're going to be left <laughs> with like a half sneeze and it's going <laughs> to stick with you forever. Absolutely. Look at that light. All right. On to our uh, third uh, question. More of kind of discussion topic in here uh, in the anonymous question box. But here we go. How to date after meeting several jerks in a row. I just feel discouraged. Damn. How do you what do you do not to feel discouraged? Arthur? How do you how do you fight that kind of dating burnout? You just you just fucking keep going, man. You got to. You got to dig deep and you got to find it within yourself or take some fucking time off, do some self-care, get in touch with yourself, develop a hobby, reconnect with some old friends and then do the dating thing. Yeah, there's there's nothing wrong for kind of, with kind of stepping back and not actively dating for a little bit if you are getting burned out because it can get, you know, it can get a little bit exhausting, yeah. especially if you have kind of repeated mad dates or just stuff that doesn't lead to like a relationship and you're just kind of like what what is even the point of this and uh i don't know that that can get you down if you're kind of looking at it the wrong way you can start wondering you know if it's something about you or like what what's going on so i think but your example arthur especially of like a hobby or spending time with friends do some things that kind of you know they're for you you know they reaffirm why you like yourself things you like doing you know you have friends that care about you and also just kind of takes your mind off things. Wait, we're supposed to like ourselves? Ideally. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, uh, especially if you don't get to that point. You got to get to that point. That's a, that's a big deal. Also, 
this this is just gonna happen. Like it's it's what dating is. You're gonna be incompatible with so many goddamn people, and yeah. eventually, eventually, something will come along that'll work out. Maybe that happens on the first date you ever go on, and you got that lucky fucking lottery ticket, or maybe it doesn't. It, but that's normal. That's that's not something you should be kind of put down by. Like it, it's normal. There's so many different types of people, and it is fucking needle in a needle stack to find that person who really you know matches with you. Yeah, dude. Uh, it is. It is precious and valuable to find somebody that you super super much vibe with, and uh, you're gonna run into a lot of people that you don't vibe with. And in in the case of them being actual jerks, uh, I don't know if maybe it's something because I read this as like uh, somebody with a dating profile with like a Tinder account, right? I get that impression too. I don't know if maybe there's something in your profile, like just do do like take another pass on your profile and see what changes. For real, maybe see if you can find a commonality between these types of guys too. Yeah. Like, if these people are actively kind of shitty, douchey dudes, you know, maybe if it says MAGA in their profile, maybe, you know, av- avoid them a little bit. Yeah. Maybe take, build that wall out of your profile if you're getting a bunch of MAGA chugs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, you know, maybe method of meeting people. Like, if you're kind sure. of been meeting people out at bars and they continue to be kind of shitty, I don't know, maybe... Uh, go to go to your local a- library. <laughs> Go, yeah, go to your local rock climbing gym. Just check out other kind of <laughs> avenues to meet people. Or even in apps, like the difference between Tinge, Tinder, and Hinge. I like Tinge. tinge. <laughs> Tinder and Hinge and Bumble. I don't know. There's kind of a different population on those different ones, uh, at, at least kind of in my experience. Uh, but regardless, don't don't get burned out. Not everybody's going to be like that. And... Uh, it's good experience regardless. Like yes. even shitty dates for the most part. It's it's a good experience, you know. You're going to be more confident, more certain in what you like about people and what you need and what you don't like about people and just more confident in going out because if you keep, you know, going over and over again, it just it really doesn't become that big of a deal. And so when you find that person who's the right person, you've been on a billion shitty dates, they're going to be awesome to spend time with. You're going to be confident and it's going to go well. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So look look at it as an experience. And uh if these guys are being really extra jerky, uh, fuck them, call us up. We'll we'll come beat them with cricket bats. That's right. That's how we do it. That is how we do it. Alright, I think that's been our uh question box here, which means we're headed back to old Reddit. Welcome back to Reddit. Uh met up with a guy from class. Apologies for formatting your grammar. This is my first time posting here, which weirds me out because, uh, like, does grammar change from, like, platform to platform? I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, yesterday, I-21M hung out with a guy, early 20s, from my class, hoping to be friends. We got high and played video games. Oh, I remember getting high and playing video games. Right. (laughs) He kind of started staring at me, and it felt like he was expecting something. He asked if I was straight, and I said yes, and it got really awkward. Side note, he talks with the stereotypical gay voice, so that made me think he was gay, but I didn't say anything because I didn't really care. I don't know if I misinterpreted anything, and I don't want to lead him on if he is gay. Should I continue to hang out with him or not? TLDR, I hung out with a guy from class who I'm fairly certain is gay and may be interested in me. I just want to be friends. Should I still hang out with him? And that was posted by Throwaway Yeet one two three four. Yeet, huh? Hoping to be friends. I want to know the context. He was just staring at you, and then he was like, "So are you straight?" straight?" Yeah. Of course, that's awkward. So okay, very strange question. Two things: this person is gay, and he does want you. Okay, it's established. Wait, you think so? Oh, absolutely. Nobody nobody invite like okay, so a guy invites you over to his house and then you're sitting there on the couch getting high and playing video games, he looks over at you and he goes, Oh Are you wait. straight? I, I didn't see that this was two guys. I thought OP oh, was yeah, it's, a woman. No, it's two guys. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm hundred percent with you then. Yeah. So he is gay and he is into you. Now, where to go from here? Is he 
genuinely a good hang? Like, is he good people? Is he cool to hang out with? If yes, tell him, I'm straight, but, like, I enjoy hanging out and playing video games with you if you want to just do that. And I don't even think that's leading anybody on. I think that's just being like, hello, fellow human being. I enjoy your company. Uh, if you were just looking to hook up, that ain't me. But if you want someone to come over and play Street Fighter and get blazed with, that's me. I, yeah, I, th- I think that's a very good approach. Be be really direct with them there. Because, yeah, okay, he, he, he's definitely into you if you ask you that. Like, yeah. that's... So are you straight? <laughs> Who asked <Yeah>. that <laughs> out of nowhere? <laughs> unless, unless they're trying to go to Pound Town. Right. So... Uh, but yeah, just, just the honesty with them. It's not, you're not like leading them on. If you ask that question, then ask them to hang. You've been really direct with like how you feel. He might be like, Oh, okay. I'm not really looking for a friend and fuck off. Uh, but that's fine. You know? Yeah. But definitely, definitely say something. Don't just keep like with the hangs. Cause this guy's going to get kind of thrown. Yeah, definitely. You don't want to, you don't want to throw him off. Uh, what you do want to do is fucking uh, dick him down hard with some fucking Blanca moves just like fucking smash his asshole with your M. Bison (laughs) are these Street Fighter references? those are are Street Fighter references alright there you go that's that's the real advice (laughs) yeah I don't work on your frame traps that's the real (laughs) advice (laughs) yeah I don't don't know if there's much more to say there I I think it's I think that's pretty straightforward. Definitely. And I think your analysis is pretty spot on. Just let him know. See if he wants to keep hanging. If not, be cool with that. Check it out. We are so validated by this motherfucking comment. Maybe he thought it was a date. I would just be direct and clear the air. Let him know you had fun and want to be friends, but things felt tense when he asked about your sexual orientation. That conversation will let you know whether or not he is actually interested in being friends or if he wasn't on the same page posted by Ark XIII. I would ask even more direct about that than just saying things felt tense when you said that. I'd just be like, hey, like, are you are you into me or are you just cool, like, with, with the hangs here? Yeah. Are just you like, just, yeah. Is this just a booty call or would you be, would you be happy to make a friend today? Yeah. Because I just think just give, you, you got to have the very clear answer that you have no romantic interest here. Because if, if it's kind of wishy-washy, then maybe he keeps hanging with you thinking maybe there's a possibility there. Like, he, you'd need to make things clear uh, so that the friendship can either, you know, continue and be a thing uh, or not. You just, you don't want to be living in this gray area. So I, I don't think being like, it, it was weird when you asked about my sexual orientation. I don't, that's that's a little too vague. I feel that because that is a weird question, but it's also like a valid question. If you're a gay guy trying to see if this, you know, yeah, potentially straight or not, dude wants to hook up with you. So yeah. <laughs> right. be, be, be more clear, put, put both your cards in the open. And uh, if they say friendship, you're going to be friends. And if they say, uh, gay ship, then, uh, maybe you'll be friends anyways. Okay. I, yeah. I whiffed that. <laughs> You're, you ready to talk about some shit? <laughs> I am I am ready to talk about some shit. Because, uh, good news, dude. Our, our next question is taking us back to our kind of recurring segment, the paraphilia pantry. <laughs> the kink corner. We got uh, to nail that down at some point because I need a drop for it, too. Oh, we do. We'll, we'll work this out by the next episode, listener, I promise you. But this episode, uh, it's time to talk about balloons. Me, 20M, with my girlfriend, 19F, of two years. Want to know how to tell her about my fetish slash kink. I have a rather odd, I guess you could say, fetish, and I hate that I have it. I love watching girls pop balloons. For some odd fucking reason, it turns me on. But it's super weird even to me. I really want to tell her. But it's an extremely odd thing, and I don't know how to tell her. I've kept this to myself for two years. I'm worried she will think it's super weird and creepy. TLDR, I have a weird fetish slash kink and want to tell my girlfriend, but I don't know how. And that was posted by Muay Thai 1995. Can I just jump right in with 
a beautiful comment that somebody made on this Reddit post. Let's hear it. So here's what you should do. Make a date night with your girlfriend or or kind of surprise her with one. Take her out to a nice restaurant. Get a bunch of balloons in romantic colors and blow them up in your room. Pick up your girlfriend and go out on the date. Woo her. Tell her she's sexy, how much you love her, how you can't wait to get her home in bed. Once you get home, before you get to your room, stop and tell her that you love and trust her and want to share a part of yourself that you haven't really shared with anyone else. When she gets in the room, tell her about your kink. Ideally, she'll be turned on and wooed, and she'll be excited to make you happy. And that was posted by Bring the Blackout. <laughs> Talk about shooting your fucking shot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a big mood. That's a huge uh, mood. she's going to be like, this is... That's weird as fuck. I'm out of here. And then you're just left in your balloon hovel. <laughs> you got to pop on yourself. Oh, and you will. Oh, you, you will. will. You definitely will. Uh, I also I also pulled up the Wikipedia so we can reference the Wikipedia on balloon fetish. Do you want to, Do you? Video. Is there a name for it? Do you want to, Like, is this a very specific name? Oh. Thing? And so, okay. I only see balloon fetish as the as the sexual is like the name for it. It doesn't seem to be a named philia for it. Um, but a balloon fetishist is also referred to as a lunar, <laughs> a lunar, a lunar, like the moon, two O's. Oh, Oh, like loons, like balloons, yeah, popping in gotcha. loons. Gotcha. That's a fun name. But so that's, that's basically it. They're just into watching, I take it like people that are attracted to popping balloons. Yeah. Uh, I have heard of this before. Um, There is uh, essentially it's tied up with like, like fear or tension. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Like uh, 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 pop. Oh, fuck. You know? Ah, yeah, I I could, I could see that. Cause I mean, sex generally is about tension and release. And think about the tension of the balloon about to pop. Oh my god! And then it, and then it does. Pop! Oh, oh. It's so loud too. That sounds fucking tight. Actually, kind of wish yeah. I was into it. <laughs> as as far as what to do, though, I think just tell her you've been dating for two years. You know each other well. You trust each other. And this is odd, but this isn't really a creepy fetish. You know, you're not asking her to, like, stomp on small animals or, like, inflate her body, you know, with, with fucking Coke Zero and Mentos. <laughs> you're just, you're, it's, you know, you're just popping balloons. Nobody's yeah. getting hurt here. Nobody's kind of embarrassed. There's no, I don't know, there's, there's no kind of bad thing happening to anybody here. So it's odd, but I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. So I think when you bring it up, though, you let her know that, you know, you know, this is kind of weird, but you are really into it and you're serious about it. And uh, either she's going to be like, oh, man, she's going to laugh at you because it is kind of ridiculous um, and maybe, you know, not be too into it. But I think it's more likely she's just going to be like, huh, how about that? And maybe even indulge you on it. Because, again, this it's, it's just really it's not that crazy. It's not yeah. creepy. You just it, popping balloons is a good time. According to this Wikipedia article, there are some hazards. Oh, boy. <laughs> let's hear him. Uh, let's see. I'll just read the whole uh, entry here. A whole, a true fetish is characterized in the DSM-4 by its social and occupational impedance. However, it is currently in the DSM-5 to where a fetish is no longer considered as a disorder, except for a fetishistic disorder where the fetish interferes with a person's life. Yet fetishism is blah, 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 blah. Aside from these hazards, balloon fetishism carries with it the hazard of bursting balloons in close proximity to one's body. Eye and ear protection is recommended for such exposure to avoid (laughs) eye damage or hearing loss. These hazards may be heightened since balloon fetishes often employ larger than average balloons and high energy forms of popping, such as overinflation. In addition, for those who sit, stomp, or lie on large balloons may be vulnerable to fall injuries when the balloons burst. Additional injuries may occur due to friction and static electricity during prolonged interactions with balloons. Choking is also a potential (laughs) risk for lunars for whom the fetish includes kissing or mouthing the balloon. Although largely hypothetical, a lunar engaged in an orgy with multiple helium-filled balloons may sustain impact injuries such as pelvic fractures falling from heights at the moment of climax. 
Okay. <laughs> I like that they took the time to write all these out. When yeah. They, like, the danger of a possible electrical static shock from rubbing the balloons. I'm going to mark this one citation needed. I'm doing it. I'm, yeah, I'm going to. It seems like somebody just kind of racking their brain for what could possibly go wrong. Maybe they have a latex allergy. And the balloon could trigger that. Like these are all these are all very kind of mild, but funny. Like be careful <laughs> really having funny. sex with a condom, dude. It's very dangerous. You could potentially get a paper cut from the condom wrapper. Make sure you wear <laughs> chainmail gloves. <laughs> uh, you know we we know here in the paraphilia pantry we like to um, get into variations and kind of dig deep and figure out what's up with the different types of this. Yeah, we do. Um, a different form of this fetish is the bubblegum balloon fetish, or bubblegum ballooning, where instead of latex balloons, bubblegum is used to produce small to big balloons in the form of bubbles, depending on the that's size f- of the gum. That's festive. In this case, the popper or non-popper difference is absent. Wow, we missed something there. So there's poppers and non-poppers. I think we can kind of get that from context. Yeah. Um, Balloons can be produced over and over with bubblegum, differently from the latex ones that once burst have to be discarded. Bubblegum lunars tend to like watching people produce bubbles with bubblegum or producing balloons themselves. We haven't even gotten to the environmental hazards, Arthur. <laughs> oh, yeah, all this fucking latex, man? The latex waste from lunars is what's destroying the globe, let me tell you. <laughs> can you, like, I seriously wish... That the like Pacific trash gyre was mostly discarded lunar balloons. <laughs> that could be like a pilgrimage site for them that they yeah. have to visit once in their life. <laughs> have to go fallen pay, balloons. Pay homage to all the fallen balloons. <laughs> have oh to pay man! Lunar respect. A number of lunars also enjoy other variations, such as rubber glove balloons, mainly latex or nitrile medical gloves, condoms, beach balls. What? The Wubble Bubble Ball, that deserves a Google. <laughs> wubble Bubble Ball. Wow. It's like a huge water balloon that, like, persists through great amounts of, of torsion. And, you know, it's like a very tough, giant water balloon. Is it a toy or is it made specifically for these lunars? It's a toy, but I mean, isn't everything a toy? Uh. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, inflatable PVC plastic toys mainly blow up sharks, whales, and hammers. And inflating uh, man. bin liners or garbage bags. Don't bring an inflatable shamu into this. He didn't ask for this. <laughs> Okay, in, in in general though, this is a pretty straightforward, harmless kink. Are you yeah. are you with me that if he if he just says this to his partner, it's gonna be fine? Yeah, it'll probably be fine. Uh, I don't know if she'll want to do it every time, and it seems like you know if you've managed to get this far two years in, then you can probably live with that. Yeah, yeah, for for sure, you'll be fine. And it, as with kind of other kinks, if it's something your partner's not into, you can't kind of have that expectation. Of it happening every time if they don't really feel like doing it. And that's all right. With something um, this harmless, she might think it's like super cute and a little hot. That's, like, that's oh. what I was thinking too, dude. I think bringing this up, like, you know, not even at the very best, I think there's a good chance she's going to kind of appreciate you being forthcoming about something that's kind of weird to say. But again, it's not something that like is going to freak anybody out unless they're like a goddamn nun or something, which I take it your girlfriend is not. But I feel that I, th- I think if anything, this might make you a bit closer and she's going to appreciate you being, you know, honest with with something that's a, a little weird to admit. But uh, do it. Let her know. Pop those balloons. Fill a balloon with cum. Do whatever you want to do. Whatever. <laughs> whatever inflates your balloon. <laughs> fill the Hubble bubble with uh, with lube and cum and pop it on Donald Trump's head. All right. All right. Well, we're out of the paraphilia corner, and uh, and it's sound a little more serious here. Okay. Uh, I have panic attacks when I think about the problems in our relationship. Me, 32M, her, 28F. We've been dating for over a year and a half now, and I'm just learning things about her I never knew before. I suspected she was a dishonest person, 
based on catching her in lies, trickle-down truths, going out of her way to hide things from me. But when I look at all of them combined, I start to panic. I start to think that I allowed this woman to trick me into falling for her. Most times I feel on cloud nine with her. She's exactly what I want in a partner. Other times, I feel like I'm headed down a dead-end path with this relationship. Like the dishonesty, trust issues won't be resolved because she won't ever admit wrongdoing when she lies. She gets defensive and deflects the blame on me. And I love her so very much that I accept the blame. Am I being gaslit? I am upset with her about lying to me about many details during the time we were dating. When I confront her, I leave the conversations feeling guilty about myself. Why did I say something? Why couldn't I just overlook it and accept that this is the best I can do with a relationship? I start to panic again. I need to go back to therapy. I want her to be a great person, an honest, dependable partner, not just someone who provides me with a good time and makes me feel temporarily happy. Someone that makes me feel secure. This is a big, jumbled ramble, but I'm somewhat in the middle of another panic attack right now. I thought she was what I wanted, but is she? Or did I just settle because I felt lonely? ELDR, every time my girlfriend and I discuss her dishonesty, I leave the conversation feeling poor about myself. I feel controlling and immature. Am I doing myself harm by staying? And that was posted by Need Help 5291. Are you being gaslit? Yes. Are you doing yourself harm by staying? Yes. Like, yes to all of these questions here. Do you hear those horns? Yeah. Loud, loud and fucking clear. This is, I mean, that's how fucking gaslighting works. You know, you bring up something that is, you know, demonstrably them lying. You are the victim of, and instead of kind of apologizing or working to change that, recognizing they're doing something wrong, She's flipping the script on you, and now you're the problem here because you're bringing this stuff out. You right. shouldn't have said something. You should feel guilty that you brought this up, and you're ruining this relationship that is all you have. Like, you you know, you don't even deserve this, so you should accept all of these bad things that are happening to you. That's fucking textbook exactly what gaslighting is. You know, she's she's making you doubt your very real and valid concerns and then doubt yourself. And if you have an anxiety panic disorder on top of it, that's such a fucking bad combination. Uh, because, you know, anytime you're looking for an explanation here, instead she's putting it on you and giving you panic attacks, which like further undermines your ability to recognize how much of a problem this is. So, yes, get the fuck out. <laughs> you are doing your your self-harm the longer you're staying in this. Yeah, dog. Damn, dude, I think you fucking nailed that. <laughs> like, you got it in one, my guy. <laughs> I don't uh, have I don't have anything for that, dog. Like, yeah. I mean, I think in general, just advice on what somebody should do in this situation. I, just, I think you're right. Get the fuck out immediately. You need to separate yourself from this person. This isn't salvageable um, and dangerous to even, like, attempt that. And definitely go back to therapy, as you've mentioned. You said you need yes. to. You know, I know that's something that's difficult to get back into when you're feeling down, uh, but do that and bring this shit up with your therapist because they're going to be very familiar with these situations because this is an unfortunately common thing and they can help you, you know, deal with that once you've kind of exited it. Um, and on top of that, don't therapy will help with this, uh, but this isn't the only fucking person in the world for you. Right. Your anxiety is telling you this, and this person's probably telling you that too, but that's not true. Uh, that's something that's kind of going to make you feel powerless and cling to something that's unhealthy. And you don't want that, and we don't want that for you. Yeah. And it will be all right. You just got to, you, you, you've dealt with trauma and abuse here. You need to recover from that. But when you do that, things will be okay. Yeah, I get the sense this uh, dude is experiencing the very common fear of never being in love again. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, and this is something that a therapist once told me that I found rather useful. Uh, they asked me, how old are you? And I was like, uh, 30. And they were like, how many times have you been in love? And I'm like, I don't know, like, fucking, like, five. <laughs> in, in 30 years, and you've been dating probably, what, 15 years of that? Yeah, they're about. Uh, how old do you think you're going to live to be? Uh, 70. And then it's like, well, how many times do you think you're going to be in love during that time? I'm like, 
probably more. <laughs> so like, don't don't be so wrapped up in this relationship, and don't be so afraid to lose it that you're gonna lose yourself. Definitely, I, I had advice once that was uh, if you're ever in a position where you can't say no to something in a relationship, you know, or risk it falling apart then that's, that's not something you want to be in. That's an unhealthy and dangerous situation. Like, you should be able to voice your feelings here and also tell somebody that what they're fucked up is doing. Basically, you need to have a line in the sand. And if this person continues to lie and manipulate you, you need to be able to back the fuck out of there instead of being so wrapped up and worry about not finding anything else that, like, you cling to this because this, this is the only thing, this is the best thing I'll ever have because it's fucking not. But manipulative people, especially in relationships, are going to try to make you feel like that. That is what your partner is doing here. And it sucks because you trust that person. You're in love with them. And it's somebody who you have all this trust in who's supposed to be kind of taking care supporting you. Uh, and instead is using that strong bond to manipulate you. That's fucking, it's, it's so dangerous because how easy it is for that to happen when somebody has that, you know, love strong connection with you uh yeah. so again the only the only answer is to get the fuck out of here this person is not going to change because you confront them with this or they would have done that already you know yeah it sucks it's going to be really tough you're gonna feel like shit when you get out of here too because you're so used to this you're gonna second guess yourself but fucking make sure you stay committed to that stay in the therapy focus on what's bad too yeah. I don't mean to be going on kind of a rant here. Get uh, it, man. That's another thing. When you leave really shitty relationships, it is very, and you're feeling lonely and you're not going to find anybody else. It's really easy to look back with rose colored glasses at the good thing is, and you had all that. And why did I throw it away? I could have like, you know, kept it. Um, Cause that's just kind of how, you know, memories and stuff work when you, when you're not in there with the day to day evil that's happening. You're tending to focus on the good and, oh, God, like, woe is me. Why did I lose all that? You got to focus on the fact that this person was lying to you and then making you feel guilty for calling her out. Focus on the times that she said shitty things to you. Focus on the times you felt like garbage in that relationship, as well as focusing on the fact that you don't have to deal with that shit anymore and it's going to be okay. So I think there's an active exercise component of focusing on the negatives and ignoring the positive aspects of it to really cement this was a bad thing. It's good that I exited it. And being single is an improvement from that hellscape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dog. I wish I had something more to say. I think you fucking nailed it. On a rant. <laughs> um I do have I do have one thing that I that I can say. And it's an important thing to say. What's that? Our intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Nowhere, and you can find their music at nowheremusic.bandcamp.com. And uh, our outro music is the song Stephanie by the Hayfellows. You can find it at Instagram.com slash the Hayfellows or on Spotify, the Hayfellows. Three words. Three words. <laughs> Three of them. The Hayfellows. Uh, thanks for hanging out, guys. This has been, this has been good for me. It's, I hope it's been good for you. Uh, I, I do wish everybody the best. I wish you all, uh, good. I've been, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Frasier lately. So part of me wanted to say, wishing you good mental health. The way, the way <laughs> hey, Frasier's. we do wish you good mental health. We do. We do. Yeah. Good relationship health. Good mental health. Good, uh, physical health. Good, uh, cat health. If you got any cats out there. If you got any cats. Oh, man. So, thanks again for being here. Uh, We love you guys. And we'll see you again next week. Bye. Who's curled up on the bed? Picky. Picky. Shouldn't even open her eyes when I said that. Damn it. Good app.